The Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Are you looking to value your equipment more accurately? Target the right buyers and close more deals? Reach your ideal customer? Then look no further. Fusible isn't just about ag data. It's about action. Our best-in-class solution empowers you to value your equipment accurately, make informed decisions, and find the perfect prospects. Ignite your dealership's growth at fusible.com slash movingiron dash podcast. Out in the field, every decision counts. You wouldn't plant without testing your soil, so why would you prospect blind? Introducing EDA, your one-stop shop for ag equipment intel. EDA goes beyond specs and prices. You get deep-dive data on every piece of equipment like UCC filings that help track ownership changes and uncover potential sales leads. D&B firmographics, which help you understand the financial health and buying power of potential customers. Market trends that help you stay ahead of the curve and insights on equipment demands and pricings. With EDA, you're not just looking at data, you're seeing opportunity. Find the right buyer, sell smarter, and build lasting relationships. Visit edadata.com for your free demo and unlock the power of knowledge. For over 80 years, Iron Solutions has been your go-to data source for ag dealers, lenders, and manufacturers. Get powerful appraisal and value forecasting tools that fuel profitable decisions anytime, anywhere. Get your free demo at ironsolutions.com. Iron Solutions, confidence in every click. Today, there are many ways to finance ag equipment, but nobody delivers simple, fast, or flexible financing like AgDirect. Learn more about your options to buy, lease, and refinance equipment at agdirect.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is proudly provided by Axon, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. Find out more at axontire.com. Move more iron with Axon. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. Marcus with Sean Hackett. Sean Hackett is with Hackett Financial out of Boca Raton, Florida. He's nice enough to come on and talk about what's happening in the world of commodities. Sean, how are you doing this morning, man? Doing pretty good, Casey. Pretty good. It is a, uh, you know, we, we've been talking about this a lot lately, but it wasn't until yesterday when I was driving down I-80 that I I uh, uh, actually rolled my window down for a minute just to see what it felt like outside because it was – I looked at my thermometer and it was like 62 degrees or 50. I don't remember what it was, 58 or 62 or something like that. And a uh, nice sunny day, and I was thinking to myself, is this February or is this May? And uh, <laughs> the, uh, the temperatures are – for the last three weeks have been – at all-time record highs, you've talked about that. I talked to a friend of mine in Montana, and they had 70-degree weather the other day. So the uh, the stratospheric warming event that you've talked about is in full swing, Sean, but it's got to come to an end pretty soon sometime. Well, it has to come to an end. And just, because, just because it comes to an end doesn't mean you have to get the polar vortex to destabilize. Um, it doesn't always have to happen. It has to be the right set of circumstances The First of all, you typically have to have a negative quasi-biennial oscillation, which we've talked about before, which is a 
Stratford east to west winds, which we have. Um, and you have to have some other factors um, like momentum and other things. But all all those factors created the last, remember in mid-December, we had 100-year record warm temperatures. And then we got this destabilization and had 100-year record cold temperatures the first two weeks of January. Now we're getting a reset. Typically, when you get a second stratospheric warming event after the first one, um, it will destabilize again, and and the second one will have a longer duration to it. So the first one was two or three weeks. This one's likely to be three to four weeks, kind of double the the time. And we should be looking at similar differentials from normalcy. Now it is a little warmer in February into March than it is in January, but overall the differentials from normalcy should be um, equally as strong and um, and lots of snow, uh, you know, blizzard kind of conditions that played havoc with travel and all that sort of thing. And the real problem with what you just said with 65 degrees in Montana and in, in, in Nebraska, and obviously it's even warmer further south you go, is all those winter wheats coming out of dormancy when it's not supposed to be coming out yet. And so the the risk here is that we get the rope of dope and we get this big dramatic uh, piece of the polar vortex shoots into the U.S. ahead of protective snow cover while wheat is not, uh, you know, is not protected by being in dormancy. And you could have a really uh, higher order uh, winter kill event. The light, you know, you just, it's just m- m- most years, there's no chance that this could happen in February, like zero chance. Doesn't mean what I just said has to happen. Maybe the snow comes first, but there is a legitimate chance that this could happen. That you could have a one in 50 year to one in 100 year winter kill event. If you got this coal coming in when, because normally we, after a couple months of winter weather is hardened, it's in dormancy, it can handle it, there's snow cover. We're not going to have any of that. So that really is the big risk here that that happens. Obviously, we know the demand for natural gas and heating oil would go up a lot as well. So, you know, we still got a, a very warm week ahead. Um, and then it just it just shifts. And I can show people what the shift of the polar vortex is going to look like and how dramatically it's going to change and why we're so confident that we're going to get this um, this uh, next polar vortex event. And, um, you know, it'd be pretty interesting to, feel, to see people what, it, what a normal polar vortex looks like and what it will look like around mid-month and, and beyond. So. All right. So while you're, while you're pulling that up, Sean, I'm going to make sure everybody knows that Moving Iron's official data partner is Fusible. The home of Iron Solutions and EDA Data. Ignite your dealership's growth at Fusible.com. All right, so this is the polar vortex. Normally, this is how it looks. Symmetrical. It's a cylinder. It spins. All the cold air is trapped inside. This is where we are right now. It sucks all the cold in, leaving it warm. This is where we are. Now, what's happened is the air up here is super, super warm, displacing the cold, okay? Um, and okay. If, if that process destabilizes the cylinder here, you have a polar vortex event that creates crazy cold, snow, winter conditions, that sort of thing. So, so there's two things you have to have. And first is you have to actually have 
a sudden stratified warming. That means the air up here has got to get crazy warm um, for a few weeks, which happened in mid-December, and it's, hap- it's happened now. And then that has to destabilize, meaning this has got to get really distorted. I want so, so this is what we are today. This is what we're going to be looking at. Now, that's what we're going to be looking at on February 21. I'm going to go back. This is normal. This is what it's going to look like in a week and a half. Notice totally unsymmetrical. It's actually splitting. This is a split polar vortex. We have two individual cylinders split. This is a serious destabilization of the polar vortex. Notice the orientation. Notice it coming into the U.S., into Central Russia, Northern Europe, into Asia. So what we have is we have a a crazy distorted uh, polar vortex, and it's so distorted, it's split, and it's it's in the orientation that would bring it, you know, this cold in. And what happens a lot of times is even a piece of this KC will just will break off because it's so it's getting so ragged, and just and it'll just break off and come in and cr- and create, you know, really extreme. So so this is this is what we've been talking about normal. Now, now this is so. Let's look at the um, notice around the thirteenth. Notice how this is starting to get a little destabilized. Right. More by the fourteenth. See how it's getting even more destabilized by the. So you could see thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth. We're going to start to see things changing in the atmosphere, and then it just and then it just it just unravels. It unravels until we and then a split pull of vortex. This, we didn't even get this one the last time. We didn't get a, a split. The last one was just distortion. This is a split. This is even more unusual to get a split like this. This means this is going to last longer, and and it's going to be even more. Uh, the differentials from normalcy, you know, could be even greater. So, so this is a wild, wild, highly unusual situation uh, that unless I mean, and, and you know, when you're getting this close, you know, this the, the, the closer you get to these distortions, the more it's you know, the, the, it's pretty much gonna the chances of it not happening now are are, can, are pretty remote. So, anyway, this is what we've been, been speaking about, Casey, for weeks now, that this was going to happen mid-month. And it's actually it looks like it's going to be even worse than we might have thought. And, you know, if we get this, in terms of snowfall, Casey, as you know, um, very difficult to, um, uh, you know, very, very difficult to determine snowfall until you're right there within a couple of days. But, you know, we're going to be watching now. We're, we're very comfortable this cold's coming in. And we just have to see, will it come in before the snowfall? Even if it comes in with the snowfall, it would be a problem. So the bottom line is there's an event that could create a shock in the winter wheat market. It could cause a big short covering rally, potentially, if it happens. And it could cause some of the speculators who are record short corn and soybeans to get spooked out of the markets. And it could cause a kind of a, a grain market short covering rally. From something that just, you know, the market does not anticipate something like this. I didn't anticipate that we would. I mean, my idea of a, of a freeze was early May, first half of May, as you know. I, you know, even I wasn't didn't think that we were going to get 
a situation where the warm-up would be so warm that we would get the chance for wheat to come out of dormancy and create this opportunity. That really developed here in the last week and a half, but it's happened. And now this is this is a, a situation that normally has absolutely positively no chance of happening to it could really happen here. So, you know, I don't, we'll, we'll find out if, if, if uh, snow saves the day or not, but if it doesn't, everyone's looking for a catalyst. Everyone's looking for a, you know, what's going to get the speculators to get out of the market or create a short covering rally or technical rally or anything like that. You know, this is certainly a possible uh, catalyst to do that. If it does that and you're somebody that needs to sell cash, sell wants to cash, sell, Already did some cash selling, you know, into panic, you know, then then use that as an opportunity to sell into strength and try not to sell into weakness. Be getting a habit of selling the strength if you need to do something on the cash side. Okay. Can you can you pull back up your 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 chart there, Sean? I have a few questions on just when you're looking at that and you're showing where it started to split and to stabilize and those kind of things. Where are the dates at where do you start seeing significant well, change this is in the weather right as far as temperature? Right, so 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 this is this is now. See, see February fifth right here. See it. So, uh-huh. so this is February eleventh. It's slight, you know, not nothing to to worry about yet, right? Right. Now, and remember, it's not the bottom. The bottom is what affects us. The top does not affect us. This is the upper stratosphere. But the bottom, the top gets going first, and it and it works its way down. So 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 this is the thirteenth. Okay. 14th. Now notice on the 15th, look what happens at the bottom. The first time that we're seeing the distortion up top translating to the distortion on the bottom is what affects us. So the 15th is the first point where you see the bottom part of the polar vortex lining up or linking up with the top end of the polar vortex. So now then we move over to the 17th. It's getting even more, more wild. 19th split. So so this is look at this. So from the 17th, Casey, to the, so two days later to the 18th, 19th, a split polar vortex at the bottom. And look at the orientation. It's this way, which means it's coming right on into the North America. Right on in. Right on in. Okay. So basically on the 15th. The thirteenth through the fifteenth is when you're going to start seeing. Yeah, the, 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 yes, right. The thirteenth to the fifteenth is the is the turn. It's the it's when things are going to start to transition, and then it's a rapid fire. That's right, thirteenth to the fifteenth, and that's what we've been saying mid mid February all along. That's where we're going to start to see tangible changes in our weather, okay. our cold, our snow outlook, all those sort of things. So that to me uh, continues to be the place to look for the big change, and then. You know, if, you know this. This goes out to the twenty first split pull of vortex. But you know, all my work. I've, I I went back to nineteen fifty and looked at every single time we had a we had two sudden stratospheric warming events that led to polar vortices afterwards, and the second one always lasted twice as long as the first one. So you know, it's a cumulative thing. So this one would be a this one would last instead of lasting two to three weeks, it would last about. Three to four weeks. So this was t- well, this would take us clear through the second week of March before winter would end, and it would be over. So this is going to be a wild situation. All kinds of travel problems, all kinds of snow blizzards. Um, like I said, look for winter winter kill issues. Uh, wellheads freezing over for natural gas again, like the last time. 
Um, you know, yeah. look, think of the heating oil market in the Northeast. Northeast is going to really get it this time. If you look at the orientation, notice how it's a little more on the eastern side than the last one, which was a little more on the western side. This is coming. This is going to be central. Yep. You know, northeast, east kind of an orientation with this one, and and it's split. When it's split, means that it it, it more of it's going to come in. Because it, you're even further distorted than you were the last time, and it's and it increases the risk that a piece of this just breaks off. It literally just breaks off, and and it's it's led astray. Um, it's a wild. This is this, you're never going to see a, a more wild polar vortex. This is just not anything remotely normal. What you're supposed to see. This is a wild, wild situation pattern. I mean, a split polar vortex. Probably in the last twenty years, maybe we've had two or three of them. You know, they're very the last one was not a split. This is this is a wild pattern, uh, Casey. That's all I can tell you. And as docile um, and as un, as unworried as the market appears to be now, unless there's a dramatic change in this outlook for the polar vortex, which I don't believe is going to happen, uh, this is going to come on. This is going to just is this is going to come on in out of nowhere, and it's just going to surprise everybody. Unless you're a junkie like me with weather and, and does this for a living, you know. Yep. Okay. Well, that's uh, you were talking about that now. It kind of lays it out there. Lot, but sometimes like visually to last. see what it actually is going on, it, it I think it really it makes you understand what is going on, why it means what it means, and and how unusual it is, and how quickly it can develop. It's perfect, perfect, perfect. Not like it's just <sighs> blows up, just like that. I mean, it. it but people realize how quickly these things develop and that's why they always just come out of nowhere and surprise everybody and and the models the models cannot figure this out until it's right there they, they just can't can't figure it out they never figure it out so yeah. so when i'm watching the news and i'm and i call it out on the uh, 13th through the 15th we're going to see a change in weather and i can put <laughs> go to vegas put some money on that and <laughs> I certainly am not condoning yeah. uh, gambling and anyone's uh, affliction or addiction whatsoever. Um, uh, but but if <laughs> if this happens to create uh, this kind of a, of a weather shock outcome and creates a stir in the grain markets where we get short covering and we get a, a, a sizable move higher in the market, at least for a little while, you know, farmers who are scared to death right now, who need to sell, who want to sell, who don't have the storage, you've got to move the product where the banks are telling they got to sell. If this happens and I'm just, you know, use that opportunity proactively to bring more money home in the farm with your cash sales, instead of selling into the whole fear, which unfortunately farmers far more often than not find themselves doing, they sell into the hole instead of selling into the rally. Um, so I don't know for sure. No one knows for sure how if this is going to play out exactly in that way. But it, the point I'm trying to make is you you normally have no chance for this type of a, of a, of a weather shock. Zero chance. You know, you usually get one chance out of 50 for something like this in February. Um, this has a, right. a legitimate chance if the cold comes before the snow. Even if the cold comes with the snow or... After the snow, if the snow is light, it still could cause a lot of issues. So we'll see. Uh, I guess the good news about all this, we don't have to wait months upon months to find out if, um, you know, if I'm just a mad scientist that 
has no barriers, or I'm onto something here. So. Right. We got to call the weather channel. Start throwing out some names for the winter storm. So you can get you can get yours. I forget how long I've been on your show, but I mean, we've taught, I've been, I've forecasted many of these events for years, well in advance. Oh yeah. I, for have. some reason, I, I don't know yep. why the, yep. I know I've been very good. I called the one in January and I just, this one looks really, really probable here that it's going to do what I just suggested. And I just can't, I just can't, I don't know about the snow though. I just, I don't, I, my tools don't allow me to determine snowfall timing and, and location. And I don't have the ability to do that. So, so, you know, full disclosure, you know, the snow issue, I don't know until we get much, much closer, but I'm really confident the cold's going to be there. And we just have to see how things line up. So. Yep. So yeah. you started on my show in 2018 and, uh, this, you called that big polar vortex that came through in 2019. And then, the uh, the subsequent summer of 2020 that turned out for it was supposed to be record drought turned into yeah, to record uh, record flooding. So the polar vortex of, of, of 21, so, yeah, it was, where, uh, where it, it was, it went all the way down to southern Texas and created havoc out of nowhere. I mean, you know, I, I I just have a I've done a lot of research on this over a long period of time, and there's certain things. I look for Southern Oscillation Index is crashing. It always happens before a polar vortex. Global angular momentum tends to be positive before these things. There's um, uh, uh, there's a lot of things that I look for to line up to tell me whether a, a warming event, a sunset warming event, is going to translate to a destabilized uh, polar vortex at the at the surface. And everything is saying the likelihood the likelihood of that is very high and like I said, we're starting to see it showing up in these um, uh, sudden stratospheric modeling um, for the first time. So, yep. funny stuff to watch. Uh, plenty of stuff to watch, Sean, as we uh, continue through this rest of this month. Uh, as we go to uh, some very key times, uh, depending on where you're, whether you're talking about planting or you're talking about um, spraying season. So, uh, a lot of stuff headed our way here. We got to pay Sounds attention. Good, to Sean, appreciate always, you being on the podcast, man. So. Right on, man. Folks want to reach out to you. What's the best way to get well, a, we have a Twitter hold page of what's going at on over Fetter at Hackett? 11. We have a LinkedIn page and a website at Hackett, H-A-C-K-E-T-T, advisors.com, where we put out some posts at, from time to time of some of these things, some interviews that we do that kind of lay out how we use our statistics cycles and correlations to make these uh, weather forecasts and price forecasts for our, for our customers to see if what we do might be of value to those watching your show. Right on. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC, LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast. Go to the YouTube channel, which is the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel, and also check us out on uh, TikTok and Snapchat at Moving Iron Podcast. Uh, pretty close to having that website up. Should be up anytime, anytime now. Go to movingironllc.com for everything Moving Iron related, and they get information for the Moving Iron Summit coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, November 4th through the 6th. Um, that'll be at the Hilton downtown. Sean will be there. So if you want to get a real deep dive in what we talk about here and, and snippets, uh, Sean will be there to give his uh, his two cents on what's going on there. So uh, with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Sean Hackett. with my folks out. The Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Are you looking to value your equipment more accurately? Target the right buyers and close more deals? Reach your ideal customer? Then look no further. Fusible isn't just about ag data. It's about action. 
Our best-in-class solution empowers you to value your equipment accurately, make informed decisions, and find the perfect prospects. Ignite your dealership's growth at Fusible.com slash MovingIron dash podcast. Out in the field, every decision counts. You wouldn't plant without testing your soil, so why would you prospect blind? Introducing EDA, your one-stop shop for ag equipment intel. EDA goes beyond specs and prices. You get deep dive data on every piece of equipment like UCC filings that help track ownership changes and uncover potential sales leads. D&B firmographics, which help you understand the financial health and buying power of potential customers. Market trends that help you stay ahead of the curve and insights on equipment demands and pricings. With EDA, you're not just looking at data, you're seeing opportunity. Find the right buyer, sell smarter, and build lasting relationships. Visit edadata.com for your free demo and unlock the power of knowledge. For over 80 years, Iron Solutions has been your go-to data source for ag dealers, lenders, and manufacturers. Get powerful appraisal and value forecasting tools that fuel profitable decisions anytime, anywhere. Get your free demo at ironsolutions.com. Iron Solutions, confidence in every click. Today, there are many ways to finance ag equipment. But nobody delivers simple, fast, or flexible financing like AgDirect. Learn more about your options to buy, lease, and refinance equipment at agdirect.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is proudly provided by Axon, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. Find out more at axontire.com. Move more iron with Axon. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Find us here Move